Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf mem hey. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas, Sarifka Bashmul, and Shloima ben Yehuda. May their neshamas have an aliyah and may their memory be a blessing. Okay, so we have um, discussed. Remember, we mentioned yesterday that there are three times a Nazir shaves. One is illegally, it's also for him to shave during his term on the zeros. Second one is if he becomes Tomei. He has to shave before restarting his, purify himself and shave before restarting his Nazirus. And then the final one is obviously at the, not obviously at the end of, at the conclusion of his Nazirus, he sh- brings three sacrifices and he shaves. So now we're going on to discuss the shaving right at the end of his Nazirus as his conclusion, as part of his concluding ritual. So the Mishnah. We're going to go from 45a, it's about a quarter of the way down, the new Mishnah. It says, What's the procedure with this for shaving for Tahara? Taglachas Tahara means the conclusion shaving as opposed to Taglachas Tuma. He comes with three sacrifices, three animals. One for a chattas, one for an oiler, and one for a shlomim. The shoichet es shlomim. He first shechs the shlomim, and then he shaves on the shlomim. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. What's novel about Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that the Rishonim point out is that generally when you bring in multiple sacrifices, chattas takes precedence. But here, this shlomim takes precedence, and that's what you offer it first, and that's what... Uh, um, Toysos point out and the Rosh because it's connected to why he's coming to the Ohel Moed to shave and the Shlomim is the one that's connected with the shaving and therefore he offers the Shlomim Shechs the Shlomim and and then shaves himself Rebbe Lezer Rebbe Lezer says no the first sacrifice he offers is the chattas, and that's when he goes and shaves. Because the chattas always takes precedence. And he says, in regards to both opinions, if he shaved for one of the over one of the three sacrifices, he fulfills his obligation. So the above discussion, should it be the shlomim and then shaving and then the other two, or the or like Rabbi Lezer said, the chattas and then shaving and the other two, that's the ideal. But as long as he shechted one of the animals, and then he shaves, he fulfills his obligation. There is a question, does the, the blood have to be sprinkled before he shaves or not? That's a much like history shown him. Then a new point, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, we actually mentioned this earlier on in the Masechta, um, approximately 20 days ago. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, Hey, Gimel Bahamas, fellow Pirish. If he brought his three animals and he didn't designate which ones for which, I, he says, now, generally, for an animal to be sacred offered as a korban, you have to specify what it's for. But, but here, we don't, you don't have to worry about that. Haru lechatas, tikrev chatas, the oila takrev oila, and le shlomim takrev shlomim. The one that is fitting for a chatas should be offered as a chatas. The one that's fitting as oila will be offered as oila. And the one that's appropriate for the shlomim will be offered as a shlomim. Why is this? What's uh, unique about this case that you can... Um, the, the reason is um, because each of these sacrifices were different. The oiler is a keves, 
a male lamb, the chatas is a kivsa, a female lamb, and the shlomim is a isle, a ram. So they different size. So when he brings the three animals, it's yes, we can say implicit and but clear which one is for which sacrifice. Okay, the Gemara says Tonra Bonan, Vigilachanozu Pesach Omhoid. We learned in a brisa, based the Posuk says the nozu will shave at the entrance to the oil moid. Now what we're gonna grapple with the first part of this amud of this stuff is that it sounds like where's he he's shaving literally in the base amigdash right by the entrance. By the entrance to the sanctuary. So he says Bishlomim so the first opinion says, when it says shave at the entrance to the Ohelmoid, it doesn't mean literally shave, it means bring the, the Shlomim there. It says, v'shoktu Pesach Ohelmoid, as it says elsewhere, by the Korban Shlomim, he will slaughter it by the Pesach Ohelmoid. When it says shave, when yeah, when it says shave at the Pesach Ohel, it doesn't mean literally shave at the Pesach Ohelmoid, it means shave after the Korban alluded to, by the Pesach Ohelmoid. I shave after you've done what's required by the Pesach Ohelmoid. It says, You're telling me that this phrase, Pesach Ohelmoid, is an allusion to shaving after having done the Shlomim. It's alluding to the Shlomim. Maybe it means literal. It says, No, Amra, Omnart. You have to say, That's degrading. I just to understand where the next Tana comes in. Yeah, we can understand, you know, to go stand in the base of Midas, right, you, you're in the hot, you're right outside the Pesach Ohelmoid, and you're going to start uh, shaving your hair, that you can understand all that, so you're not going to set up a barbershop by the entrance of the base of Midas, so clearly um, it's Bizayon. The next opinion, what he's going to argue, he's going to say, yeah, I understand that it's a Bizayon, but the Pasuk seems to clearly say that he has to shave at the entrance to the Ohelmoid. So you want to change what the pasuk means. You can't just come in with logic, mate. For whatever reason, we can't fully understand it. Hashem felt that for a nozi to shave by the entrance of the base Amidash is okay. We'll actually see over the page. You might understand like the sota. The sota is quite a degrading, um, lowly procedure. And you do that in the base Amidash. So, 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 so maybe here, the pasuk clearly says he shaves by the Ohamoid. You want to tell me that you, can't, you don't want to interpret it as that because it's a bizayon. You've got to bring me a good source that we're very sensitive and we take this consideration of Bizayon acting in a degrading that we would never, that is, or very, very unlikely that we would act in a degrading way in the base of Midas. So, again, your logic is good, but to change the meaning of the Pasuk, you're going to have to bring me more than just, you know, it sounds nice, it doesn't sound right that he should uh, shave there. So, Rabbi Yoshia Omer, not sorry, Rabbi Yoshia says, you know, we don't need that. Huh? Generally, when we say Enotarich, it means we don't need that source. We've got another source or a, a better source. We don't need a posuk. We've got another. It's more clear, whatever. But here, as I pointed out, Enotarich seems to mean um, we don't need that source because we've got another source, but we, we don't need your logic because we've got another source. But more than that, we actually really want to have another source. Hare Omr Torah, the Torah says, You're not allowed to go up steps on Timamiz from there, how much more so to any actual degrading behavior? The discussion seems to be about what's the reason that you can't have steps, you have to have a ramp. So with the ramp, the Kohen is able to walk up in a much more dignified ways, keeping his legs right next to each other. 
unlike if he would walk upstairs, uh, there would be an extra level of separation between his legs, and that's a little bit of a desire to walk onto the the onto the mizbeach in such a way. Therefore, you don't have steps. So we see the Torah is so sensitive. Okay, he's wearing pants. And we're concerned about the slight degree of Bizayon by the Mizbeah, by the base of Mindash. So we definitely would be concerned about someone setting up their barbershop and shaving themselves right in the engines of the oil moid. Now I'm going to skip the next few lines. It's just interesting because it got added in. It says, Nusach Acheb Midrash Also, Just read the first line. It's, there's another way of phrasing this drasha from the Midrash in Pashas Nosso. So you want to look, you can go, you can read a chill, you can go look in Pashas Nosso and see how they phrase this discussion. But it boils down fairly, basically the same as what we've just said. Again, we have a pasuk to show how sensitive we are to be Zion. If we would never, and that's again, all that is to serve in the Beis Hamida. She's not walking up the ramp for fun. So to say a Nazir is just for his personal need to end his Naziris, can go shave in the entrance of the not, not going to, can't be what the positive means, must mean El Pesach, he doesn't shave at the entrance to the Olmoid. Rabbi Yitzchak, Oimer, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Einot Tzorich. Yeah, I've got another source. Harehu Oimer, Velokach et Sa'ar Rosho, Sa'ar Rosh Nizro, Venosan Al Ha'esh. He will take the hair of his head from B while he was in Nazir, and he will place it on the fire. Now, as the commentaries point out, if you look at that pasuk, it says as follows: The gilach hanazir pesach ohel moed. The nazir will shave by the entrance to the ohel moed. Es rosh nizra, velokach et saar roshon nizra, and also another ash. And he will take the hair from his nazir and place it on ash. It could just say he can, he would shave and put it on the fire. Why does it have to say? Um, he will shave. Um, and he will take. What else would we do? Why? We don't have to say that. So it's coming to teach. That's coming to teach that all he's lacking is just taking the hair and putting it on the fire. Uh, there's no step of, you know, shaving by the ohel moed, by the entrance to the ohel moed, and then traveling to where he's cooking his um, nausea sacrifice. So he's shaving right by where he's cooking his sacrifice. I'll come to exactly where that is soon. So this would exclude someone who is shaving by the entrance of the ohel moed, and then carrying it and putting it by the fire he has he is he can shave right by where he's putting in the fire um, yeah so this is um, a shlomim again this is the sacrifice you're discussing is generally slaughter is can be cooked anywhere in Yerushalayim mostly they would actually cook it in uh, what's called Lishkas Nazirim there was a chamber attached to the base of Midash, but out, just out. But for all intent, that was outside the Kedusha of it. And that's where they normally do it, but it could be done anywhere in Yerushalayim. So we see that he shaves by where he's going to cook his korban. So he shaves somewhere in Yerushalayim, not at the Pesach Olmoid. Because the Omri, another version to this discussion, the Omar, Rabbi Yitzchak, Omar, Oymebe Shlomim HaKosem Adaber, if you guys said, oh, you're telling me this pasuk is referring to the shlomim? Maybe it means literally he has to shave on the entrance of the tent. Talmud Loma, Velokach, Es, Sa'ar, Rosh, Nizro, Mokam, Shehoyo, Mavushal, Shom, 
It says an extra phrase, he will take his hair and put it in the fire. I literally straight from taking, take it, pick his hair up off the ground where he shaved it and put it in the fire where he's cooking his shlomim. So obviously not right by the entrance of the tent. Abba Chanun said, in the name of Rebbe Lezer, the Nazi shaved by the entrance of the oil moid, calls man she'ain Pesach oil moid, posuach ain't magalich. If the entrance to the oil moid is not open, he can't shave. It actually says no. He does shave literally. Yeah, it's not literal. What's it referring to when he shaves? He shaves. Um, um, sorry. He's shaving. During the day, that's what it means. El Pesach Olamoid. I when the Pesach Olamoid is open, but not referring to the Shlomim. The Rosh points out why does Rebbe Lezer not learn it as referring to the Shlomim? I that he can he shaves by where he says, um, by where he's offering the Shlomim, and he doesn't shave at the entrance of the Olamoid. Again, he's agreeing we don't shave at the entrance of Olamoid, but he's not agreeing that this is referring to the Shlomim, because Rebbe Lezer holds like the opinion, or is the opinion that it's the Chattas that's offered first. So what is so he offers the Chattas. So when it says he shaves by the oil moir, it can't mean he shaves just by the shlomba after offering the shlomim. Must mean it's shaving at the time that the Pesach oil moir, the oil moir is open during the day. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri, I'm Rabbi Shimon Shazuri, says the gilach hanazir Pesach oil moir v'loyne zira. It's telling us that a nazir shaves by the entrance of the oil moir and not a nazira. Shemai, why can't this woman shave? She's a nazir, why can't she shave? In case the young Kohanim get uh, drawn after her, they, uh, um, no, the young Kohanim are hanging around and this woman uncovering and shaving her hair right in the entrance and might uh, incite uh, their desires. He says, oh, Well, look at the Sota. The Sota boy says, says, We'll look at the Sota. The whole procedure there is you, you uncover her hair, you actually tear her top till she's revealed. And uh, and there we're not worried that the young Kohanim will be his Garu. So, so to here we should allow the Sota to shave by the entrance to the oil moid. The, sorry, not the Sota, the Nizira, the female Nazir to shave on the entrance to the oil moid and not have this concern. So he says, No, this one has done up in makeup, etc. When the Nazira goes to the base of the she's all done up and dressed up. I imagine she may even be in her finest clothes and makeup and everything because she's going to the base of Mikdash to offer korbanos. And therefore, she's beautiful and thing. And Shema Yizgarubo Pirche Kuhuna. However, with the Sota, it's all in a very degrading way. She's not uh, dressed up, her makeup isn't done, so there's very little chance that she will, um, that it will entice the young Kohanim. Okay, so that's the discussion of the procedure of the Tahara, um, Gilar Tahara. Next Mishnah. He takes the hair that grew when he was a Nazir and he places it under the pot. If he shaved in the rest of the country, outside of Yerushalayim, he does not place it under the pot. The reason is, again, this is that connection between taking his hair and putting it into the fire 
connected together. So if he has to take his hair, travel into Yerushalayim where he's going to be cooking in Shlomim, there's that gap. He doesn't. The Pasuk's excluding from that scenario. Um, so he wouldn't. So, so, yeah, so sorry. So the first opinion is that he takes, he only takes his hair and puts it in the pot if he shaved in Yerushalayim. And he puts it, sorry, not in the pot, on the fire under the pot that he's cooking his korban shlomim in. When is this? Specifically when he shaves at the, for his conclusion. Obviously, if you shave him because he became Toma, he would not place it under the pot. Rabbi says, No, every scenario that the Nazi shaves, he places the hair under the fire. Um, unless he's a Nazir Tomei who shaved outside of Yerushalayim, Sheba Mentina. So interesting, if he's a Nazir Tomei who shaved in Yerushalayim, you'll take that hair and burn it in the fire that is cooked, that the Korban is cooking in. We'll have to discuss which Korban, because a Nazir Tomei doesn't bring that uh, Korban Shlomim. Okay, so we'll have to get to that. Um, if he's, so, okay, yeah, so the first one is, if he's a Nazir Tomei shaving in Yerushalayim. If he's a Nazir Tahar, whether he shaves in the rest of Israel, whether he's shaving in Yerushalayim, he takes his hair and puts it under the pot where he's going to cook his shlamim. And if he's a Nazir Tomei, but he's shaved outside of Yerushalayim, that's the only case where he doesn't put his hair under the pot. So now we're going to have a price that elaborates and adds in a step. It says, he takes the hair of his head as a nozu, and we learn to write, and after that, I, after offering the shlomim and sprinkling its blood, and he started to cook the shlomim, he takes some of the gravy, and he pours it over the hair from, that was shaved off from being, being a nozu, and he places it under the part of the shlomim that he's cooking the shlomim in. Ve'im shila tachas hadud shel chatetz v'ashem yotza. If he did place the hair, I guess we could say, with the gravy under the pot where the chatetz or the ashem are speaking, yotza, he fulfills his obligation. Now the obvious question is, wait, an ashem? A nazir tahor doesn't bring an ashem. Remember, it's a chatetz oila and shlomim. It's the nazir tome who brings a chatetz ashem and oila. So the Gemara so yeah, so the Gemara bring that chatas benazir tahar mi ikah. Sorry, asham benazir tahar mi ikah. But a nazir tahar doesn't bring a shlamim. So Amarava, Hachik Amarava says this is what he's saying. Im nazir tamei meshaleach tachas hadud shel atzom yatsa. If he's a nazir tamei and he places his hair under the pot where he's cooking his asham, he fulfills his obligation. Alright, so there is no shlamim. So why does it say that he... So, so wait, so what's the other option? You have this Nozir Tomei, and we're saying that if he places it under the pot with the Oshom, he's Yotze. What's the other option? Again, the ideal we would be saying, according to the Tanakam of the previous Mishnah, and I guess the price we brought at the top is under the pot with the Shomim. But there is no Shomim, so his only option is the Oshom. So what do we mean? that it, why, why do we phrase it as Bidiyevit if he places it under the pot that's the Oshom? So there are two possible ways of learning it. 
One is that is he should actually bury his hair. He should dispose of his hair and not. But if he does burn his hair with his where he's cooking the carbon, then he's yoyt say. So he should have buried, cut it off and buried his tome hair. Okay, not allowed to use it for anything he said. But that's what he would that's why Briyevir, if he, instead of disposing it, he disposed of it or he oh, he burns it cooked um, under the pot where the sacrifices were being cooked, that would be fine. The second possibility is no, that ideally the Nozutome should save his hair to burn under the shaman when he brings his carbonos for being tahor. If he did not, then he would be, uh, if he did not keep it till he was offering the shaman, but he did it immediately, then he would be yotza. What's the sauce to, that he pours some of the gravy on his head before burning it? Rava says from the following which is under the Shlomim sacrifice. Now this is, why not just say It's to say that some of the Zevach must also be under the pot. I mixed with the hair. Of my timer, what's the source that if he places it under the pot which the chattis is cooking in, he fulfills his obligation? Again, this extra word, to include if the hair is placed under the chattis of the Hashem. Ideally, it should be but again, it's an extra word, so it should be any of the zevach, any of the sacrifices he fulfills his obligation. But wait, you already used that word zevach to say that he put some of the roitev under the pot. So how can you now use that same word zevach to say that he also is yotze if he puts it under the pot of the chatos hashem? So he says, no, because no, then the Torah should have specified, just say, instead of to say, which is under, with the gravy of the shlomim. My zevach, why does he use the word zevach to tell us? Uh, gravy or rotation. The rabbis chattas for asham. That's coming to include the chattas and the asham. Well, then maybe the word zevach is coming to teach just regarding the that you can that is yotze if he puts his hair under the in the fire cooking the chattas for asham. Why do you have to? Where do you get that? Or why do you say that it must also come to include gravy? He says no. Im came leima shlomim v'zevach. Then it should have said he puts it under the shlomim. And which would be all the sacrifices, my zebach hashlomim, the sacrifices of the shlomim, shamin atarti. So we learn two of them. I, by the fact that it doesn't use the word roitev, it must be referring to all the sacrifices. But if it was specifically referring to being yoitze, if you put the hair under the other sacrifices cooking, it should have used the word shlomim, the zebach, all the other sacrifices. So zebach hashlomim, we can learn both things from. Okay, next point, and we'll leave it at the next Mishnah, where we're nearly there. Ton Rabbonin. HaKol Hoyu Meshalchin Tachas Hadud Chutz Mitome Shigilach Bamedina. Mishnah, will this price is Laren on the second opinion in the Mishnah, that Rebbe Meir says, everyone places their hair under the pot, except for a Nozir Tome, who shaved Altar Yerushalayim. Rebbe Meir says, Aaron Nikvar Tivrei Meir. Rebbe Meir says, because his hair is buried. Rebbe Yehuda Aimer Tahoyrim can the can hoyumashlichim to mayim can the can loyumashlichim. Rabbi Yoda says no. If he's a tahor nazir, wherever he shaves, whether it's in Yerushalayim or outside of Yerushalayim, he takes his hair and puts it under the pot. If he's a nazir tomei, wherever he shaves, he does not put it under the pot. 
So the distinction is here, Nazitar, Nazitomek. The Chachomim, I remember the third opinion, the Chachomim say, Hakol, lo hoyu meshalchin tachas hadud, chutz min hatar, sheva migdash, mimnei shenase kemitzvaso. The Chachomim say that they would not put anything under, no hair, no scenario would the Nazir put his hair under the pot, except if he's a Nazitar, I shave him because he's concluding his Nazirus, and he shaved in the temple, I by the temple, or as I've learned, as I've explained it up to here, in Yerushalayim, because that's when he is doing the mitzvah in the ideal way. Okay, we'll leave it there for today, and we'll start with the new Mishnah tomorrow.